0: If you haven't already heard me talk about, post about, or share about the She Speaks Conference, then this is brand new to you and I'm really happy. But if you have, now is your chance to hear it through the hordes of another horse's mouth. Wait, did I just call myself and Carissa a horse? Well, I like horses, so my friend Marielle would really appreciate the reference, but I'll stop rambling and get to the juicy stuff. So, this conference isn't about writing or speaking, it's about community. It's about women relating on deep levels, cutting directly past the, uh, what's a Christianly word for this? Um, honky tonk? That might have a sexual reference. I don't know. It's a country song, but right past the jargon and going right for the heart. We all have a story. We all have a testimony. We all have the right to share. And frankly, we all have a declaration to share biblically. Not just the 800 women that were in the room or the tens of thousands of women who streamed the conference to their churches or homes. Your story carries weight. It carries worth and purpose. And it is different than any other person's. And it's enough to create an impact in the kingdom. Why would you not share? Are you bold enough to share? Y'all, this is more than ministry work. This is life. And as you know it, life is hard. And messy and very imperfect, even when the church is involved. Carissa shares about her infertility, her marriage, her friendships, her guilt in motherhood, grief, love, and loss. A lot of things that we can relate with on many different levels. Her ability to empower boldness is done with such elegance. I admire her strength and her grace. And since our time on the live podcast together, Carissa and her husband have come out with the truth about their marriage what happened, and all of the details in between. This podcast and their blog series may cause discomfort. It may initiate triggers, and it may cause worry in your own home. But ultimately, the goal is not to create fear. It is to cause action and release all of those negative emotions. Tune in to the uncovering of her story. This is Just a Taste. After you're done, pop over to her blog, CarissaSpringle.com, for the more nitty-gritty details. It's intense, y'all. You're along for a ride. We are all in pursuit of something more. Wherever, whatever, or whoever your more is, I want to help you get there. Wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment. I learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's about the wholeness of our heart and the root of our joy. This isn't a fitness podcast. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy. This isn't confusing religious banter. This is a whole body health checkup, focusing on the heart. This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shapers, as we explore and share our messy comeback stories to wholeness. If you're one step away from achieving your idea of something more, tune in for practical, fun, and healthy ways to ignite yourself into even more. Welcome to the Fit and Faith podcast with me, tamerlee Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. Um, so I'm so excited to introduce you guys to Carissa. Um, we've known each other for a year, but really only via social media. We met at the conference last year briefly, and you meet so many people and it's like what's your story, you dive deep so fast mm-hmm. so you connect with people in a different way. And I was talking about this yesterday yesterday about how important it, I realized that revelation is that I forget people's names all the time. I'm horrible yeah, at names. Me too. And so I remember people based on, how, like, my experience with them. And if somebody uh-huh. shares something deep with me, I usually am like, oh, this is that. Uh-huh. And whether it's a really great thing or it's something they shared with me in confidentiality, yeah. I'm able to, like, pray over that person in such a different way. I'm able to just, like, be with them more okay. because it's it's deeper than just, hey, I'm from Indiana. Yes. About, oh, you have family there? Cool. And then that's yeah. it. Okay. Um, so I'm excited for people to, like... Hear portions of your story. Why are you here? Um, uh-huh. What does she speaks mean to you? Uh-huh. And um, just all the things. Tell me all the things. Okay, goodness. <laughs> I know it's a, so, so, many start. so many things. So
1: many things. Start. Look at you. I look Either at you? way, yeah.
0: wherever you feel called. If they, if you feel like you oh, need okay. to talk to them,
1: because i know. <laughs> that's great. Um, well, I came last year because I just felt like God had started conjuring up this. Uh, passion to write mm-hmm. about hardship and hard things and uncomfortable things. And um, life's been just really, really crazy. So uh, back way up, um, we got married. My husband and I got married like 10 years ago. Okay. And it was maybe, I don't know, a few years in, we decided we wanted to start having um, kids. Yeah. And it just didn't go at all how we thought. Yeah. So... Um, we did, uh, we found out we both had issues. It was going to take a long time. So, um, we ended up going through several years and lots of procedures, IUIs that didn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, it's weird to summarize something that was so painful, Yeah. but, um, so it was a very long drawn out thing, but, um, we ended up doing four rounds of IVF and, um, But after four rounds IVF and a miscarriage, I uh, finally uh, got pregnant. So I now have a a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter. She's almost three. Um, But during the infertility season, um, my husband was on staff at our church. He was in ministry, um, creative arts director. He would teach sometimes, do music, all that. Cool. Um, but infertility was really, really rough. Ministry was really, really rough. Um, so I'm going to be sharing on the blog in actually a few weeks, just kind of how our marriage started to crumble as a result of everything that went on. So yeah, infertility was rough. Um, our marriage just totally fell apart and, um, my insecurities blew up. My self-esteem plummeted. Yeah. There was just so many things going on at once. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing that I've realized is this is like all of us. Yes. I think it's That's so weird. part of sisterhood. sisterhood. Yes. Yeah. This is all of us. Yeah. And so I think my passion and my heart for writing and what I share is to sort of unify everyone in our pain. Yeah. Because it's everywhere. It is. And marriage issues. So, yeah. That. Marriage
0: issues. And that's where we were talking is like, there's this umbrella of like, Oh, marriage issues. And there's so many different pockets that fall underneath yes. that, but the heart, the emotion is all the same. Yes. And so that's the part that if we can connect there, we can create this bond and understanding of like, let me not just, like, love you. Let me support your marriage. Yeah. And it is so imperative for us to not have people who advocate for us individually, but mm-hmm. who advocate for us for, as husband and wife. Because mm-hmm. under our covenant, we are one. Mm-hmm. And yet so often we're pulled in these separate directions by the world. And yeah. that was never God's intent. Like, he's like, yeah. you know, you leave in Cleve. you're from your family for a reason, and you're supposed to be together in everything that you do thereafter. Yeah. And of course, like we have our separate passions and our separate pursuits and things like that. But it's easy, especially in hardship of something like that's so deep, like infertility for you to lose yourself Uh and for you to lose. Uh Why are we together? What are we Uh fighting for? Why is she crazy? Because she wants a baby. Like what's going on? Right. But that's like, speak to like how the infertility journey for you is like attacked your femininity like about being a woman Uh, or your body image.
1: Well, and I was in a weird place, too, where literally in my friend circle, everyone was just having babies on accident Oh. On gosh, the first yeah. try, my closest two best friends were just having babies like crazy, yeah. and so I think I just felt left out of this club, yeah. and there's so many things about parents and motherhood and... Motherhood is is wonderful now that I'm on the other side of it. It is wonderful and to be celebrated, and I celebrate it wholeheartedly. Yeah. But when you're not a part of it, you really feel like you're just out of this club, mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. no way to get into it. No. You're so out of control. <laughs> it's so you just true. can't it is. make it happen. Yeah, And so... Yeah, I felt like I struggled with depression during that time because it is like desiring to be a mother is such a core part of many of us. Not for everyone, but for many of us. And so it really felt like I was missing something by not being able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So like the mental attack there and
0: then I know the physical attack because... You're taking, like, what shots the Hormones. Right? Yes. yes. All the oh, my things words. my like weight that. was going
1: all over the place. Ugh. My emotions were going all over the yeah. place. Yeah. And you're trying to, like, have a healthy marriage and do right. the rest of your life really healthy. But I think one of the biggest things that I would describe about infertility um, <clears throat> is that it's, you're constantly grieving someone who you've never met. Ugh. And it's such a it hidden grief. Is. People wow. don't see it, you know, if you're. Yeah. Oh, mom pain. dies, yes. people are like, oh my word, I'm so sorry, I'll bring you food, we'll have a funeral, we'll do all this. But like, if you're grieving a baby you never got to meet, uh, it's so hidden. Hell. And so there's just, yeah. you're walking yeah. around with this constant sorrow. Yes. And it's hard to explain And to there's people.
0: babies everywhere. And there's babies everywhere. So words. it's so not something you can like, get away you're from. You're just constantly
1: triggered by oh
0: all of it. Yeah. Yes. Wow, yeah. that's really hard. So. I had um, a girlfriend who recently has inspired me, um, that has gone into like the young living oils. And the reason she did that was because of infertility. And it was like, uh, she, you know, I won't tell her testimony, but I'll tag her here. Brittany's amazing. But to see like what people do in that grief and you can handle it so many different ways. Right. Um, both negatively and positively. And like God wants to use all the things that pass through his fingers as mm-hmm. good, mm-hmm. and he will, but it's a matter of like releasing that for him yeah. versus taking ownership in the fact that, like, yes. that's part of your identity. It's yes. not a part of your identity. God never claimed you as an infertile being, that's not so his intent. True. Um, and yet I know and understand that some people do have medical things of why they can't get pregnant uh-huh, and uh-huh. there's purpose behind that too. Uh-huh. But I know from the heart of his creation of woman, that's not his plan.
1: It's so true. And I think that reminded me of something I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, uh, post a blog very soon yeah. about the transition from infertility to motherhood it was really, really tricky. Wow. And so that identity of that label of feeling infertile, if you've known it for so many years, it was weird. When I had a baby, it was, like, not real because I still felt infertile. It was, wow. like, and then I would go and hang out with all these other moms, yeah. and we just talking mom stuff. And I'm, like, I literally for a while was, like, I don't feel like I belong here. And then you kind of have this survivor skill of, yeah. like, I'm betraying all of my infertile community that I went through the trenches with yes so it was a weird thing to like learn how to release that and let it go and fully embrace motherhood and say no I am a mother I was also infertile right but neither of those are who I really am right
0: and I mean that's a whole identity piece Uh in and of itself and like Yes. The labels that we carry and the titles that we hold and having to shed those and just own the fact that we're daughters of the king as yes. our priority title. Mm-hmm. And so this weekend, um, we go through and we pass out like hundreds of business cards, right? Yeah. And I had a really hard time creating my business card last year. Not because of the mark like the concept thing. I'm like really good at marketing things and like my mm-hmm. girlfriend design fanatic, but awesome she wanted to put my face on the card and I was so against it. I was like having gut problem, like literally gut problems with it. Um, I felt like so much anxiety about it. And she's like, Tamara, you are a part of your brand. Like without Uh you, the brand doesn't exist. Uh I'm like, yeah, but like, It feels conceited. It feels arrogant. It feels Mm -hmm. like it's about me and that's not what my heart is about. It's so weird. It's so hard. And she, she basically was like, I'm making them. This is, they're beautiful. (laughs) This is where we're going with it. So pass out all these business cards. So this year prior to the conference, I'm like, I really want new business cards and I really don't want my face on it. Even a year later, I, even knowing that like the brand and I are synonymous and it's not a conceit, it's all about God. But um, I'm still sort of on it, so I'll show it to you afterwards. But um, I realize that that is so important for us to recognize and to be confident in the fact that, yes, you're a daughter and she's a daughter and she's a daughter. But what happens on these business cards Mm -hmm. is that you put a label to someone. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. don't like it. I really have a hard time with it. Um, And so, like, how do you say this? I'm a blogger. Cool. Yeah. I hate that. Like, yeah. I like, I uh,
1: yeah. there's a million bloggers. Yes. Why do I want to be another blogger? Yes. Or yeah.
0: even like I'm an author or yeah. I'm an aspiring author or all of these yeah. little taglines that make up who we are. And I understand yeah. it as a part of our identity, but it's not the identity. So do you pass out a business card? Daughter of the king.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you do? Yeah. It's a oh, worldly man. battle,
0: yeah. but I, I still haven't figured it out. I have yeah. like, three things under my name for yeah. that reason, because I cannot commit to, like, I am not one thing. Right. Um, I don't even have that I'm a mom. I'm you
1: like, to box yourself in.
0: No, I no. don't like it. I am multi-passionate. Exactly. Okay.
1: Exactly.
0: We are complex beings <laughs> yes. who are children of God, but we can do all these things. Yes. great.
1: And it's, great
0: and it's okay. I think for a long time I struggled with, I am multi-passionate, and yeah. I am starting all these little, I, I did every MLM. Okay. Like I can't, I, I was an MLM fanatic. So I'm, this is the thing. This yeah. is what's going to work. And my husband's like, again, like you're going to do this again. How long are you going to stick with this one? And <laughs> he wasn't like questioning me. He was always supporting me, Yeah. but, and he would always usually get or do alongside whatever I did. But he, I'm sure in time he's like, Oh sweet. Child. Here
1: we go again. <laughs> I'm out. Man, I did a couple.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was like, let's see. And I don't bash any of them. They're amazing people. Make their yeah. entire And some people really do really well. Yes. yes. And it's amazing. And they yeah. are passionate. I think the missing link for me was that I wasn't ever passionate enough. Mm-hmm. It was just something mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, I like this. This is cool. Let's see what it goes with it. Yeah. But I don't like sales. So, yeah, yeah
1: so many weird I things. I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. And I think once I discovered, oh, really what I want to do is... Unite people and help people see that there is like freedom and healing is yeah. possible. And yeah. so, once I learned that I can do that through writing, yeah, and then last year at She Speaks, they just basically affirmed all of that. Yes. And i are like, Yes, do it! Yes, I think it was like, Oh man, all these light bulbs went off. So, right. I there's that is like the most fulfilling thing to yeah. me, I think, is yeah. to like speak hope into other women so good. And I think
0: that's like the why right like they're like declare your why comprehend the why so you know to again on the MLM thing like if somebody has a why that is greater than I want you to buy an essential oil Uh their why is huge behind it Uh that's where the success drives from that's where the freedom drives from in what they're doing and so here we are you've established your why Uh And now it's, okay, let's keep walking into that and unveiling yeah. to other people yeah. what that why is. Yes. And also not worrying about what they think while you yeah, do Yeah, that's it. hard too. Right? Yeah. Because I know <laughs> I struggle with that the depth life. of like what yeah. an author who is writing about their story and trying to reveal how you have access to this healing as well. Mine would be wholeness or freedom. Yeah. Um, it's so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And... I definitely dealt with image about, like, what is she thinking about me? What are they thinking about me? What did they say behind my back? Yes. For a really, really long time, even, like, within family dynamics, mm-hmm. and having to come to the realization that, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. No yeah. kidding.
1: It's so hard. So how do you, like, personally, like, walk through that? And <sighs> Man. I, I feel like I do have to keep coming back to what did he say? Yeah. What does he tell me to do? Because... It is true, like, we've had, we've lost relationships, Mm -hmm. and I've gotten people's opinions, and it just, it gets really messy in here really quickly, and I think that's where I have to keep coming back to, uh, what did he say, what did he do in my life, and what did he tell me to do about it, and this is it, and so I feel like if I just keep coming back to that, and having people in my life who see that same vision and calling over me, and they keep speaking it to, or I'll run to them. I mean, I texted so my best friend last night. And yeah, like being at this conference with a million other women who are amazing at what they do is so empowering, and I feel so insecure, and it was like hitting me oh, last night. Yes, I, like, okay, I feel really like you know, yeah, you anxious. Know, yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. just like okay. This is where my insecurity buttons are going to get pushed. Yep. And uh, again, I think she just reminded me like, yeah, this is your story. This is what you're doing. And this is this is where you fit in and what God has asked you to do. Yeah. Well, you have to stay on that. Yeah. And my husband's done the same thing. So having people, I should sure. reiterate that, who yeah. are all for yeah. what they see in you right? is so, so
0: important. Yeah. I wonder, because I know a lot of people, and I, I coach women through like kind of declaring their passion and purpose, making those aligned and then actively putting them into action in their life is we talk about calling and vision and Mm -hmm. purpose. Mm -hmm. And these are really big words. Mm -hmm. And to a lot of people, when you know it, it's simple. Like, this is my calling. This is what I'm called to do. Yeah. How did you discover, like, this is what I'm called to like unwrap that for somebody who is
1: struggling with vision or calling or purpose? Yeah, man. Um, coming to this conference last year was huge. Yeah. And I know there's not a conference for everything everyone wants yeah. to do, but, um, getting with like-minded people, I think I'm like my husband, my closest friends, my family, they're very different from me in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so I feel like the oddball sometimes of wanting to share my life yeah. and yes, talk people in this way. way. Yeah, yes. So I think being with like-minded people kind of brought in this new element of like, Oh, this is, this is good. This is healthy for you to want to do this and it's needed. Mm -hmm. And you're created this way because this is needed. Right, right. And there
0: are people who we were talking about introverts versus extroverts at dinner last night with a bunch of extroverts and (laughs) it's so silly. And, um, I have children, like I have children who you and my husband who would stand on the other side. uh And so like, how does that work? And understanding the value in the fact that they don't want to share, but also knowing the importance of the fact to share yeah. and like creating that again, balance and like, what does that look like? God didn't create us the exact same with yes. such purpose. Yes. He didn't create the pastor to be the evangelical. He didn't create the apostles, <laughs> the pastor, right? You have to be all of the things, yeah. not individually, but yeah. having a community that's driving that is so important. I remember coming and being like, Oh, and then that comparison mode of, I'm not crazy holy
1: cow Yeah, the there's a one lot one. of other people yeah. like me oh
0: thank you jesus and feeling like sexually uh, yeah. knowing that all these other women are pursuing something similar so that is a really good sound advice Get in a community, find like minded people. Yeah. And I you say that there's not a conference or a retreat for all of these people, I think that they're probably is. you know
1: what? There probably is. And
0: if there's not a retreat or a conference, there's a Facebook group.
1: Yes. So there's somebody there are people it, who yes. wanna do what you do.
0: Yes. Do it's interesting, do. Rachel Hollis, who I love and adore. Um, she recently had to change her like um, promo. I don't know if you noticed it or listened uh-huh. to her. Her intro was always like, um, I with a high school diploma and a Google search bar. And it now says from a high school diploma and an internet with access to everything. And she had to change because Google, I'm sure it was a Google thing. Like they either wanted money or she was branding without like recognition of or receipt of
1: things or whatever.
0: But it's so true that like the internet gives us all of this information. The internet will have your story intertangled in so many different resources, yeah. it's the it's standing on the fact that yours and that comparison mode, yours is different uh-huh. and yours is enough uh-huh. and yours is worthy. Uh-huh. Otherwise, you as a human being would not exist. Carissa would not have been born. Right. Right. Yeah. So coming alongside like-minded people, these uh, people have. Oh my gosh, she's going to steal my idea, or I just did that speaking she's talking about the same exact thing Yeah, it's, it's not a competition yeah. that's where you can just rest in the fact of thank mm-hmm. you Jesus that somebody else is aligned with me enough which is aligned with you mm-hmm. that then can spread to their people mm-hmm. how many pastors are speaking on freedom mm-hmm. how many pastors mm-hmm. are speaking on grace
1: it's true the church I feel like is limited sometimes yeah. because, because they kind of get a bad rap People are like, well, the church, you know, didn't do this very well. Yeah. The church you know, and the church has major weaknesses. Yeah. But and we were on staff at a church and I we love church and love our church yeah. and um but I also kind of love that not being on staff anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel this freedom to like, I can address whatever I yes. want yes. and say whatever I want without this I can't believe you said that. I can't believe you did that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so green. Yeah. It's interesting. I've done the
0: opposite. So I was not on staff and now a part of a church plant out of our home. okay. And so um, while we have established a culture that is definitely like freedom of speech, like not one person doesn't just stand up on a pulpit. You're in a house. Like that would be really weird. Yeah. So like (laughs) everybody talks and shares and like, puts in their experience, which is just so, wildly so valuable, important, yes. um, which is why people have small groups and life groups mm-hmm. and things within larger communities of church. Um, but it's, it is, there's this element of not necessarily a concern of what they think, but a pressure of, am I stewarding God's word right? Is it, am I saying, am I being, am I doing? Yeah. What I'm actually called to do, where is the line in my humanness and the line in my experiential relationship with God? Mm -hmm. And it's so hard. I'm constantly on my knees about it. It is. Um, And I think everybody should be. It's not an, aha, I figured it out. This is how you do it. Um, Even our pastor who has been, uh, he was a preacher's kid. So he's been in the church. Yeah. He's taken steps back. He's taken steps in. Um, and deep, and high, and low, and wide, and all of the things, but it's still a constant pressure, Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. because, and it's not a weight, but you're talking about how even this calling of, like, sharing your story feels like a burden in some sense, explain that to me. It does,
1: it's like, I think, I don't know, when you've gone through really hard things, and most of us have, it's... And then, when you feel like God has given you this desire or this passion to share and to write, I think I feel now, like with what we've gone through, and what we've learned, and how we've recovered from all this marital hardship and infertility, and all the things that came with that, and being in ministry Mm -hmm. now, not being in ministry, uh, church ministry, um, I think I've felt this burden of. Oh man, if I've experienced freedom, if I've experienced healing. If God has really changed my life, then I, people need to know this. And so I think there does this, it often feels like there's this burden on me where things still just constantly come and I'll make notes and I'll down and how am I going to do this? Yeah. And I think the only way to relieve that burden is to put those things out there in the way that he's asked me to. Yeah. Yeah. And so and that's why I'm here. Yes. <laughs> to yeah. find out how to do that really well. And it right. honors God in a way that reaches people. Yeah. And, and honors and you and your husband yeah. and
0: those struggles that you yes. have gone through. Yes. I think that's a big place for me. Um and I I mean I have people as close to me as my like siblings who will not follow me on social media. They oh. cannot. They have, and I get the unfollow. Um, it creates such a divide in our relationship yeah. because mm-hmm. they don't feel like I'm supposed to be sharing those things and in the intimacy. And mm-hmm. I think there's this fear of like, are you going to talk about me? Not, I think I know yeah. there is this fear of, are you going to talk about me yeah. in your story? Yeah. And I'm like, no, your name is not in my book, mm-hmm. but you are in such close quarters with me. It does affect my life if something's mm-hmm. going on in your life. Mm-hmm but the story is not about you, mm-hmm. you know? And so here I am and here you are like talking about your unborn child mm-hmm. or talking about your now child, mm-hmm. talking about your husband. I'm sure your parents are involved in that because mm-hmm. of the heritage mm-hmm. and the nature versus nurture yeah. concepts. Yeah. yeah, It's such a fine line. Yeah. And there is that burden weight of saying, okay, this is okay. And this is not okay. Yeah. And yet God says the not okay is where he's pulling and pulling and tugging and tugging and I'm like
1: shit for lack of a better word like what do I do with this how do I do this
0: yeah and not wanting to be like ostracized from my family yeah but also knowing that 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 sector of people is not who I'm supposed to be I'm not writing the book for them yeah I'm writing the book at if one person buys it and one person is me right I'm writing it for me yeah that's hard it is because it feels selfish Yes. But it's
1: also not for me at all. It's mm-hmm. for all of you. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. It's really not black and white. No. And I think that's what's so hard about it. Yeah. Because it's a definite like, okay, I feel this burden now to speak on this topic. We've yeah. recently been sharing a lot about my husband's struggle with mental health. Yeah. And um, major struggle with depression, but also how that's played out with addiction. Mm-hmm. And um, he just recently wrote a really long blog about what he's learned about that and trauma the mm. how that played in and it's really weird to share those types of things and then like who am I going to run into at the grocery store yes. it's like hey I read your blog and how your marriage fell apart and your husband this and I'm like yeah it's like yes. uh so how do you yeah. honor him and people and it's yeah. just it, it really is one thing at a time and yeah and people I think involved in that process who we trust right who can say no? This is good. Right. this is healthy. Right, that inner circle. Right, bouncing around. things off people. Yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah. I so would amazing. love
0: if, like, the day my book launched, I flew to Tahiti and I just stay there <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of my life. Get out of town. Like, <laughs> I don't even want to be here. Like, even my kids yeah. have to come and they don't have access yeah. to the book ever. Like, that's also something I struggle yeah. with. Is, like my kids are going to one day read this. How do I want them to perceive? Yeah. What has happened in their mommy's life? Yes. And how do I want them not to label me? Yeah. Or um, or judge or take that then as a chain, a ball and chain to their relationship. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Lord knows like every marriage has issues. And if you portray that your marriage is perfect, I know that <laughs> all you know are you're not. not true. Yeah. That is not true. Yeah. So, you know, marrying my cousin the other week and like speaking into their marriage, I felt such freedom in explaining to them that it's not all rainbows and butterflies Mm -hmm. um, and that it's not about any of the people sitting in the pew or the chair watching this ceremony right now. Had I given the, or or given the, what do you say? Like the ceremony four years ago, it would have been, so drastically yeah, different. Yeah, I'm sure. And yeah. I'm so thankful that, like, God seasons us for the things that he does. And he yeah. knew this was going to happen before I could even comprehend it. Yeah. Um, And really I'm right. probably not going to be in Tahiti. So, <laughs> I just... Gotta
1: face it. Just gotta face gotta it. Gotta face the grocery store. I felt store. the same way. And I'm like, I will put this out there, and I will stay in my yeah. room. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm fine to share it this way. I don't want to see your face. I still don't want to
0: see this. it. And I yeah. don't want people to feel bad and i don't want people to feel uncomfortable and yet at the same time i also don't even know that like in here i am speaking about like sharing it with the nations but like i it's not really for the people in my community like Mm -hmm. our my friends are not going to be the beta readers to my book i was like given that sound advice like do not give this to your mom and sister to say do you think this is okay do you think this is good they said either one, they're just going to be ultimate supporters of you because that's what they've always been. And they're mm-hmm. going to say, yeah, it's great. And they're not inside. They're going to be like, that was horrible. Or this is all the things that I, you should change because they don't want to offend you. Um, but also like it's not for them. Um, so really go outside of, of that mm-hmm. inner circle, even mm-hmm. next circle and find beta readers. There's literally like free resources online for beta readers who wow. will read your book. And look through it and wow. access it and give you sound, true insight. Good to know. Insight. Yeah. Okay. So do that.
1: Yeah. Good to know. Yeah.
0: So even like sharing um, like chapters with people, I think <clears throat> there's value to that. And, but okay. I also think that it's muddled. And so we have to be very conscious of that even in the grocery store for the person
1: who's judging you. Yeah. And it's that's likely going to happen. Yeah. So I can't give you sound advice. then. Yeah. <laughs> So true. I am encouraged, though, because I think that we're all scared of being, we all judge and we're all scared of being judged. Yes. And it's just so dumb. Every time I do it, yes. I'm like, come on, yes. you know better than this. So it's something I'm, yeah, I've been yeah. judged like crazy and it was. it's awful. It's yeah. so awful. And mm-hmm. I have these giant fears of being misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it's, again, it's something that unifies us. We all have those fears. We've all done it. And that's where I'm like, I want to, if it's uncomfortable, I want to do it. And so if it's uncomfortable to talk about, I want to talk about it Mm -hmm. because it's uncomfortable for all of us. Right. So, yeah. And I get that not everyone can talk about it or should. And there are plenty of things that will never see the daylight of my blog story. Yeah. But for the things that I feel like God wants people to know. Yeah. And we've, we've, I've met so many women struggling with infertility or their marriages falling apart. Yep. And um, this is just a need. Yep. And if it's uncomfortable, let's just talk about it. Okay,
0: wait. Hold up. Before the episode continues, can you do a mic drop before the one-liner? I don't know if that's a thing, but I'm going to tell you about my girl Morgan with Heart Designs. Part of my passion is helping to illuminate the gifts within others. And this girl, y'all, she's a superstar. When it comes to all things digital marketing, from my PDF freebies to my website to logos or even event publicity, she's my go to girl and she can be yours too. Go check her out now at www.heartdesigns.org. I mean, really, this podcast wouldn't even work if I didn't have her. Don't waste another minute. She'll be the mic drop to your dream. I know from experience. Last night at dinner, we were talking about like pornography and in in sex within marriage and how they, these are all like taboo topics. And yes. there are some churches who have stewarded it very well. If you listen to Levi Lesko's like mm. porn um, series, it's I don't remember what it's called. I have
1: not heard that. Levi Lesko,
0: girl, to it, it yeah. is rad. It That's is so good, awesome. and it gives you stats. And so it's it's really stewarding like truth. In the essence of the world, but also truth with the big T of like, what does God say about this and how do you talk about it? Mm -hmm. And so often I see women struggling in this area where they feel like, um, it's all men Mm -hmm. and I'm about Mm -hmm. to go and host Mm -hmm. this event around the safe house project, which is a sex trafficking organization. Um, the United States was just ranked the third largest country in the world for sex trafficking. And my hometown city of Virginia Beach was the 15th in the oh, nation. Oh, my goodness. And so it's huge. Yeah. But people immediately think because the three top sex traffic things in our nation is the Super Bowl and the Republican and National Democratic Convention. You think of a white male. I think of a white male even after having a black president and mm-hmm. women coming into the fold of that. Mm-hmm. I think of a white male. Mm-hmm. And it's stereotyping because if you look at the stats, 50% of people who are struggling with the addiction of pornography are women. Mm-hmm. And so it's something that women don't talk about. Yeah. And something that I really struggled with, not pornography, but concepts of sex. Yeah. Um, it was more, it was less visual and more internal um, and vocal. Mm-hmm. And that was something that as early as like middle school mm-hmm. I struggled with. Mm-hmm. And so that's a part of my story. And it's raw. Yeah. And people are like, oh, she's oh, she's a Christian, quote unquote. Yeah. And she's saved. And yet she went through all of this. And that is like the grace of God. That is yeah. literally what the feet of Jesus is about. Yeah. So you can judge me or you can join me. <laughs> exactly. And that's where I want. Yeah. That's what my heart is. Yeah. Like stop judging. Give yourself the space not to judge
1: yourself, not yeah. to judge others.
0: And join me. Like it's at the beat.
1: Great. Yeah, Yeah. that needs to be talked about so much more. And it does
0: because we just condemn any form of judgment to one thing or one side of the story. And there's Mm -hmm. not just one side to any story. No. Um, So taking ownership in the part that you've played in Mm -hmm. my marriage breaking as well. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? And how did that unfold? And it's not about the details it's about the redemption.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm saying things I wish I was
1: writing down. This is good. Yeah.
0: I'm <laughs> like, oh, well that. Oh, that's funny. No, that's that. so true. Yeah,
1: it's so, so true. And it is it is easy to judge Christians especially. And I'm like, we're just as human as everyone else. Yeah, This is, let's look at Jesus. Let's yes. not look at us. And even like being leaders in the church. Yeah we elevate them. We idolize them. Like you couldn't do that. You would never do that. Yeah. And it's like, no, they're human. Yeah. They have their own baggage. They've all had probably some sort of trauma in their life. Yep. They've all had voids. Yeah. And yeah. So it's like, we all need more grace. we yeah. just need yeah. more grace. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. that that's where we're called and how we're called yeah. is that
0: when grace meets vulnerability, Mm -hmm. that's the true access point of freedom yeah because we all have grace like Mm -hmm. it's it's elemental like it it is there you're given it it's it's accessible right now yeah but what happens is we we internalize that grace to Mm -hmm. then be overwhelmed to then Mm -hmm. be struggle to then be shame um, and guilt and it doesn't it could be somebody else's problem but yet we take it as our own shame and our own guilt yeah so i i like i admire i admire you that you're about to walk into like really unveiling what that means to people um Mm -hmm. it's hard Mm -hmm. and i'll be cheering for you thanks and i i just want to full circle come back to the fact that like this is a space of like-minded like-hearted women which Mm -hmm. i think is another key element of like yes yes you have to have a like heart because if you're missing that element the pursuit becomes very wrong Mm -hmm. Um, and that's where brokenness comes. I -hmm. felt like I was along many like-minded people when I was aspiring and a CEO of two companies and I was going after the the cash show, the money and it was awesome. But at the same time, um, I was really broken. Yeah. That was when my ministry was non-existent. That is when I did not know Jesus. I talked about Jesus, but I did not know Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's when my marriage broke. That's when my motherhood struggles were at its peak. I mean, everything is aligned. My fitness, my yes. body image, I mean, sexual yes. issues, everything yes. Yes. pinnacle because I was in pursuit of the wrong things with mm-hmm. like-minded people. Who did not have light hearts, Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I. When you're pursuing your calling like that, I think, yeah, that's Satan doesn't ever get us in the black or the white. Mm -hmm. He knows better. He gets us in the gray. And there's so many parts of following our calling that become gray, and that's where we have to like hold so tight to what did God ask me to do? What does this look like? What are my trusted advisors speaking into this and saying? and yeah Yeah. just keep the heart right and mind
0: you're saying that and i want to like go back further so like were you always rooted in the church like have you always believed in god yes christian Uh,
1: yeah really yes i grew up in a christian home Uh um was one of those people that I was leading worship when I was, like, 11. Wow, well, uh, cool. I know. Um, <laughs> okay. I hope that for my yeah. children. I said, oh, I love It you. was great. It was yeah, great. My dad yeah. is on the worship team, and cool. I have a lot of memories growing up in the church. That's yes. awesome. Um, but I will say I don't feel like sometimes people who grow up in the faith, grow up in the mm-hmm. church, I honestly think sometimes we're harder to reach sure. because we have our own minds made up, and we become – hard about Mm -hmm. different things Mm -hmm. and I'm wavering and we haven't really experienced intense rescue like other people have yes and oh so I think sometimes it can be a hindrance and I think for me for a lot of years it was but I really feel like in the last several years the darkness of the infertility and marriage and this is why God yeah. He, you know, what it says, whispers in our pleasures and shouts in our pain, and I feel like he really rescued me these last several years. So yes, I've been a believer yeah, my whole life, essentially, but I feel like he won me the last several years. I love that. So now that's why I'm... Oh that's so want to help other people yeah. understand that.
0: And like portions of my book, and I shared this last year in my publisher, and um, agent appointment, and I don't know if it's the right wording but it's it's really how I feel that there are people who are spiritually obese and spiritually their muscle is good like they practice it all the time Mm -hmm. and yet they're so missing the mind and body element of that and now they're so aligned um and I I was speaking specifically to someone who I knew physically I would love to work out with I'm like you got this girl like let's Mm go Mm -hmm. but I feel like they're People are missing that connection. And so here you are talking about, like, I was Christian, but I was not, like, fully rescued from God. Yeah. is like, knowing that, like, our spiritual obesity and spiritual strengths can be a hindrance Mm -hmm. to the full capacity of what God has in store for you. Mm -hmm. And that is wholeness. That is health Mm
1: -hmm. in your
0: mind, in your heart, and in your emotion of your marriage. And Mm -hmm. and all of those pieces, Mm -hmm. it's not a one-track thing. Mm
1: -hmm. So I I think I became... It's easy to become like the Pharisees. It's easy yes. to become hypocritical and judgmental. Yeah. And I think that's where I was. And if you mm. look in the Bible, Jesus was way harder on the Pharisees. Yes. And I think when your life falls apart and you're humbled all the way down mm. to your rock bottom, mm. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's way more this yeah. than that. And yeah.
0: So, But it takes all of the knowledge that you had up to those points. That now you get to reassess yeah. and and really just uncover in such a way that you never did before. Yes. So it's probably the writing process has probably been like very emotional on top oh, of yeah. the emotion of what you're bringing to the table. But it's spiritually emotional yes. to yeah. say, oh, my gosh, God, I I missed it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's how I feel when I'm mm-hmm. writing and I like uncover something like even something like hydration. Um, and, and with my book, it, it kind of follows from... Workout regimen of of warm up to cool down and all the things in between and mm-hmm. hydration and how you fuel your body is one of those things and here mm-hmm. we are water is a fundamental need mm-hmm. I don't think God did that accidentally yeah simultaneously biblically, biblically He calls Himself the Living Water mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so here's the physical element like you mm-hmm. have to have this to be whole and here's the spiritual element. And then when you blend that with understanding of what it does to the, the space of your mind when you yeah. drink water, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, It's so yeah. much deeper yeah. than just make sure you get your 60 ounces of water today. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. people, they put it all in these separate brackets. This is my body. This is my mind. This is my soul. Yes. Today I work on mental health. Today yes. I'm not depressed. Today I take my Xanax. Whatever. Yeah. And everything else is separate, but we are such like connected beings. Uh It's the whole point of why we are connecting, like Uh in this moment, Uh and however many women are about to connect in the next couple days. Uh It's not. It's not. We're not solely in a universe by ourselves, or God would have just created Adam.
1: Yeah, and I love that. I'm excited to read your book, and I'm excited to learn more because that is something I've always struggled with. Like I can work on my spiritual health, my mental health, my heart health. But my body has struggled, and I think yeah. for a long time I resented it. It yeah. didn't give me babies. I have really yeah. bad genes. I have, there's a ton of obesity in my sure. family. I have PCOS. So it's easy to feel like the victim to all that. Absolutely. And I've definitely done that. definitely played yeah. that part. But, yeah, and then through a lot of depression, like my cope, coping was food. Yeah. Sure. And so it's like so now I'm going oh, through this journey of like how do I reconnect yeah. and stop being the victim in this area and like unify those things yeah. like you're saying and yeah. I love that whole concept and yeah and this yeah. is why I love learning from yes, other women because yes, there's so, so much and yeah
0: it doesn't matter how aligned your stories are there's so much difference <laughs> there's so much difference of perspective yeah. and yeah. I mean I just love that so I can't wait. I can't wait to see, like, what's to come. Yeah. I was, like, worshiping this morning while I was getting ready, and my I'm, my roommate, who's never been, she's like, okay, like, you need to come down not. <laughs> and I'm like, you great. don't understand. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> and I'm an excitable person anyway, yeah. but, like, I can't wait to just, like, a hug people's necks that I've seen, yes. but also just encourage people who this is their first time. And I remember, even on my drive here last year, I recited my pitch by the thousand times. Mm. I recorded it, listened to it, then we recited it again. recorded it, yeah. listen, recite. And I didn't even know that I was going to be pitching until Monday of this week. And so I'm like, oh, like mm. I have to like get yeah. everything together. And God so ordained it that I was jam-packed for 48 hours with my other responsibilities, had no time to do any of that, and then to drive with someone where didn't you have access have to do that, that. that. Yeah. So yesterday night at dinner was the first time
1: someone was like, "So what is your book about?" And I was like, "Oh ma. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The <laughs> all the time on it. Suddenly my mind is blank. I have no idea what I writing. <laughs> I up. don't know. what My children oh, are so. Now that is very scary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, I'm excited to
0: like get like expectant. Like God yeah. just keeps unlayering and unveiling yeah. like the reliance that I just need to have on Him. I'm not in control. That this story is not
1: mine. Mm -hmm. He scripted it Mm -hmm. from the get go. Yeah. Um, So he did. He did. It'll be really, really good. And I think we we do have to trust. Like, okay, what's to come from this year? Yeah. Like, I had no idea last year, and he completely delivered. And it was a very productive, fruitful. Last year, that's my year, my work. Is my it? Yeah, that's it's a, a good word. It's a, it's a good, good work. So I think we can trust him with what will come from this year. Yeah, that's so good. And I joked that, that the fruit, so. though, that I'm being handed is like a pomegranate
0: <laughs> or like a star fruit. We're like, like, what
1: is this, and, <laughs> and how
0: the heck do I get to the goodness? Uh-huh. Um, but again, another like God's funny. Like he has a comedy yes. to the way oh that he goodness. interacts with us, and like allow yourself to laugh. Like spirituality. Uh-huh. And religion, quote unquote, is not intended to be this like stuffy. You can't speak about anything fun. Like that's not. He
1: wasn't like that. No, No. exactly.
0: Like you can find so many jokes in the Bible. Yeah, is there a book? I'm sure there's like a book. We have to find the joke book, Bible book. Like that would be a really funny thing to then press into some friends who are like have their pants on too tight.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It makes (laughs) me really happy. This is our God. Yes. No, I think he's
0: he has a lot. of we were talking yesterday about, like, the connectivity point of, like, people and judging. So I want to bring it full circle. But we all put our pants on the same way. Yeah. I said I went a step further. And, like, we all wipe our butt the same. And we all have to pick up dog shit if we have dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, just... And I've been positive training. So yeah, I i pick up my yes. dogs Oh, so gosh. I've been a lot lately, so... <laughs> I get it. I get it. I have to yeah. change the pee pad the same yeah. way for the kids. Like, it just is yeah. what it is. Yeah. So know that, like... You're all in this together. Mm -hmm. Remind people to just like give each other grace. Stop judging and join. It's really fun and scary. And the adrenaline is awesome.
1: So true. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Hey, y'all. I hope in today's episode, you sense an ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your wholeness journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at Fit and Faith with the hashtag Fit and Faith Podcast so I can help you stay accountable. We're in this together, right? Community over competition is the motto. I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. Let's fuel the flame and share the gift of wholeness with everybody. Until next time, cheers to your health and happiness.
1: Hey there, it's Nicole Eunice from the How to Study the Bible podcast, and I'd love to invite you to join us as we weekly discover a passage of God's Word together. From beginning to end, from principles to practicals, we are here to make sure that God's Word is powerful and relevant to your life. If that sounds like something you're looking for, I would love to invite you to subscribe. You can go to lifeaudio.com and search How to Study the Bible, and we'll see you there.